I am Reverend Deborah Phillips, and welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, a spiritual life center podcast dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. So here we are, just a very few minutes away from Christmas 2020. And in thinking about what to do for this podcast, I thought about how there are people who have just incredibly wonderful memories of Christmas, and there are people who don't have good memories of any holiday. And so I asked a few of my friends to think of their most special, their happiest Christmas memory, and to share it with you today. In their sharing, their hope is, my hope is, is that you can take that memory and make it your own. As they are talking about it, imagine you having that experience. Imagine having that joy. Imagine having that amazing inward experience. And I hope that it will bring you joy and light in this Christmas season. Hi, I'm John Merriman. I'm a musician, and this is my most favorite Christmas memory. Now, You've probably heard of people who've come into this life knowing exactly what they wanted to do. They came in seemingly with a mission or a burning purpose and a burning desire. And it's all they wanted and they followed that desire for their life. They didn't have any confusion about what they wanted to do with this life. Well, I'm one of those people. From my earliest childhood memories, all I wanted to do was play guitar. I was obsessed with the guitar. And this is as an early child, my first memories, and I didn't even own a guitar. My parents weren't musical and they didn't have any musical instruments. But I just knew in my deepest heart and soul that I was in love with this thing called a guitar. So I was raised on the prairie of Nebraska. It was very rural. Uh, my parents didn't have much money. Christmases were not really considered very joyous time outside the church. It was cold, it was dark, and you're always just kind of struggling to get along in those hard Nebraska winters. But every year my parents would come up with Christmas presents and they were usually in the practical vein. They were clothing, you know, shoes, once we did get ice skates, which was just an amazing luxury. But they would always ask me what I wanted for Christmas. And I would always say, all I really want is a guitar. Well, my parents could not really relate to this. This was not a necessity. It was kind of a frivolous thing. And they just, you know, ended up <laughs> getting me clothes. So, but every year we went through the same thing and I was just a small, small child. I go, what do you want? And I go, oh, I, I want a guitar. I don't want anything else. You don't have to buy me anything else, but just get me a guitar. And, um, but every year it was the same that they didn't probably even know where to get a guitar or anything. And so they just thought it's just a young kid, you know, having some fantasy. So I was in fourth or fifth grade and I can't exactly remember what year. Yeah, I was either like nine or 10 years old. And I came downstairs on Christmas morning. We had this big old hundred year old farmhouse type house. It was just 
huge. <laughs> and I came downstairs, and there on a chair was a brand new guitar. And I cannot tell you the electricity and the emotions that went through my young childhood body when I saw that guitar there. It was like coming home uh, to something. It was like finally, finally becoming complete in something. It's all I ever wanted. And so I couldn't even play guitar. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> but I just hugged that guitar. And I strummed it and I moved my hands randomly around the fretboard. And I was just in bliss. And from that moment forward, my life has progressed with always having a guitar by my side. Now, uh, later, this is a, an inexpensive guitar. It was not a great one. It probably cost about $30. But at that time, and for our family, that was a fortune. And I'm not even sure where they got it. Still this day, <laughs> we did have a Sears and Roebuck catalog, which was kind of our link to the outside world. But uh, I kept that guitar for uh, many years, and it's, I, I played it. It was not a great instrument, but I loved every second of it. And then finally, I got old enough to uh, get a job weeding strawberry patches uh, as a child, and I got enough money to uh, buy a little bit better guitar. <laughs> but that Christmas is indelibly burned into my mind as a young child. So... Uh, doesn't take much, I guess, to make an incredible Christmas memory for a child. Uh, it just takes that right thing, I guess. And that is my most favorite Christmas memory. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'm Donna Apodoni. I've been thinking about how Christmas has changed for me over the many years that I've been on this planet. And some of the early memories have to do with my grandmother's house and coming from out of town to visit grandma in Christmas. My grandmother loved to buy gifts for everybody. They were just trinkets, but she wanted to buy a lot of things for everybody because there was a time in her life when she didn't have that ability and that luxury. So she'd buy these little trinkets and put them in boxes that were way too big and wrap them. And when you'd walk into grandma's living room, there was no place to sit down because it was just like a 360 of boxes on the floor and piled up on top of each other. And it was just for a little kid, that was the most glorious thing. And then, you know, life changes and people come and go and you get a little bit older. And I went through a period as a young adult where Christmas was all about partying with my friends. That was the most important thing. Family, not so much, but, you know, let's go out to the Christmas party. And I got over that. And now at this point in my life, the last few years, last number of years have been about community, about people who I know, about enjoying what other people do at Christmas. It doesn't have to be my celebration. I love driving through the Fab 40s in Sacramento and seeing all the lights and then seeing the people who are looking at the lights and seeing how much they're enjoying it. Going to performances that I'm enjoying, but I love looking around me and seeing how much everybody else is enjoying it. So that I think is, is Christmas for me. It's getting older and getting to the point where it's not about me, it's not about presence, it's not about anything except enjoying other people's joy. So have a joyful Christmas.
Hey, I'm Cameron Lawson, and I am editing this podcast right now. I would say my biggest Christmas memory is really more of a cultivation of memories. Throughout my childhood, uh, my family's big Christmas gathering would actually be on Christmas Eve, and we would get together with all of our extended family, aunts, uncles, great aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, um, and kind of rotate whose house we went to. These gatherings were really spearheaded by uh, my grandma. We had all these things we did. Uh, one of the first things we would do in like the mid-afternoon is we would do this thing. She called it Indian Santa. Uh, it was kind of kind of a funny bit to do for you know when we were uh, younger kids and uh, had a harder time picking out. Hey, wait a minute, that's my grandma. You know, where's grandma? Where'd she go? Oh, whoa, Indian Santa. Um, the funny thing about Indian Santa was it was our kind of own fictional character we created. My grandma took a lot from uh, Native American heritage. And uh, it was this kind of neat thing she would do where she would uh, kind of dress up in that style and put this uh, different kind of cultural spin on Santa. She would come out with her uh, Indian drum and she would leave these gifts hung on the tree with these herbs and little trinkets and, um, you know, sometimes the recorders or whatever in there. It was just this really neat thing that I got to share with my cousins and brother and all my family. Later on throughout the night, we would have what's become known as the Christmas program. My grandma, she would have each of us find some kind of talent that we could go up and express to the rest of the family. And it was really great because it was just an opportunity to express ourselves, you know, in ways that as kids we might not always do. All of us kids of my generation and my family have really taken that with us into our later lives, having had a chance to express our music or our art. It was really a chance to share that joy with our family, and I'll take that with me my entire life. Hi, everybody. This is Frank Castroweer. I'm a ministerial student doing my internship at Spiritual Life Center. I wanted to share a favorite Christmas memory, and this one I'm sharing because it was maybe the most um, unique Christmas I ever had. I had spent a a little over a year in Venezuela, some, well, like 30 years ago now. And I do still remember this one Christmas where I had been working with uh, youth in a um, home for abandoned children. But even then at Christmas, a lot of the kids would go to grandparents and to relatives. And we we aggregated the few kids that, le that were left had nowhere else to go and went to one of our homes this particular one called Jabón, one of our um, houses for kids, Ciudades de los Muchachos in Jabón, which meant soap because it rained there all the time and the mud in the road was so slippery. It always felt like you were w walking on a bar of soap. And um, when we were there, we just had a handful of kids. And what was interesting, for Christmas, we got them all tops like little wooden tops that you'd wind a string around and toss them. And we put these tops around uh, what they call the pasebre, which is like a manger scene. You know, Venezuela's on the equator and, and you know, fir or evergreen type trees don't exist there. I remember where I lived, it was all cactus, mostly and goats. So um, it wasn't like that tradition of, of Christmas trees and lights, but rather we set up this beautiful um, pasebre, like manger scene with, um, clay figures and a, a Mary and a Joseph and animals that were around around the scene. 
And on Christmas Eve, I can remember, it was so nice to be hanging out with the other uh, volunteers, which were, we were from America, from Venezuela, from Spain, um, and and we got together and could um, just have a break. I remember it was nice. It was just to relax and cook some food that was a little bit different and just have a long, leisurely evening. We had a fire going because it was always um, cold and rainy up in Habon, up in the mountains, and just connecting with people. I remember it just for the great connection, and the kids were so happy. They got to stay up late, hang out around the fireplace, and um, just relax. It seems so simple now because it was there wasn't much there but that that you know nativity scene and the tops. And the funny thing was the kids. It was Christmas Eve and they never asked and they never looked and they were having so much fun just goofing around and playing and staying up really late with all the adults. They that was a great celebration for them. The next day we pointed out that they they had tops and they spent the whole day just winding the string around these little wooden tops and tossing them and watching them spin and laughing and laughing. So it's a great memory because it was so different and it demonstrated to me how this Christmas celebration and this joy around the season just transcends all the sort of peripheral uh, ornamental kind of things that we, we place around the season. Although I like all those too, the lights and the and the festivities but you know when we're together with people we love and we're connected all that other stuff is is ancillary and just doesn't matter that much i also wanted to to talk about this story of venezuela because it was um a time when i was there where i lived with pretty um poor people um you know economically poor um wonderful souls um and helping the kids get to school and uh, look through for their opportunities. I, I do recognize now in 2020 how struggling the country is. So I offer this as a great memory of my time in Venezuela and also offer it with a Christmas blessing for the people of Venezuela and the country who are undergoing some pretty diff difficult times uh, economically and politically and um, people uh, experiencing um, hunger and starvation and challenges and offer them a blessing seeing them in their wholeness and seeing them moving through this this challenging time to be the um, fulfilled and prosperous country and people that they are and I offer that with um, a blessing and say amen Merry Christmas and as we come to the end of our stroll down Christmas memory lane I want to share my favorite Christmas memory this is part meditation. It is very quiet. So if you are driving or if you are operating other heavy equipment, just make sure you pay attention to what you're doing. You can always come back and listen to this again later. I grew up in a small town in northern Arizona. The town is built on the side of the hill, and we lived at the top of one of those hills. So at Christmas came when it was snowing, which wasn't unusual, but we decided to go to the 11 p.m. Christmas service at the Episcopal Church. And my dad decided because it was snowing and the snow plows wouldn't be out that time of night that we should walk and we should take the sled. And we had a sled. It was a two-person sled. So we went to church and when we came out, it was midnight. Now, I was probably nine years old 
And we started up the hill, and at some point, my dad told me to get on the sled. And so we're going up the hill, and my father is pulling the sled. And as we walked, I realized how quiet it was. Snow was gently falling. It was so dark, and it was so quiet. And I was in this little world of being pulled on a sled through this magical, quiet, snowy night by my father. And imagine for a moment being there, silently being pulled along, snow gently falling around you. It's dark and peaceful and everything is well. You are safe and in that moment, everything is perfect. I leave you with this memory. Please take it as your own. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening today. Discover Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center Sacramento. If you feel inspired and want to show your appreciation and support, please go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And until we meet again, Deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sons and daughters of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.